Welcome to How's the Market, a podcast from your friends here at Keeping Current Matters, where we host conversations that'll help you save time and build confidence so that you can stand out as your market expert. I'm your host, David Childers, and today's conversation is with Chris Elliott. Chris is an agent and team leader with the Elliott Real Estate Team here in Richmond, Virginia, and he's got over 10 years of real estate sales experience. And I want you to listen for a few things. First, listen for his daily routine and what he does to work on his business as he then works in his business. Second, listen for what he is doing with his team to prepare well for buyer and seller presentations. And then third, the thing I'm most excited about, Chris is the best at local market update videos, and he's gonna give you the way to get started today in making your own market update videos. So let's go ahead and get started. Chris, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Mr. Childers, thank you for having me, sir. Well, thank you for joining us today. And I, let's hop in. You're an agent here in Richmond, Virginia. You're a team I am, leader. Right down the street. Yeah, you're a team leader. You're a coach in this market. So, you know, the name of this podcast is How's the Market? So tell me, Chris, how is the market for you and your team right now? Uh, the market is very good. Very good. We're, um, as you might know, we are experiencing a very hot market in Richmond, Virginia right now. Uh, thankfully, uh, we have seen where transactions have declined across yeah. the board, but thankfully we have not experienced that at our team. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, very, very grateful for that. With people that you're coaching right now and other agents that you talk to, how do you see your business as compared to theirs? Because I, I don't know that if we had every agent on the country on this podcast right now, they would have the same answer mm-hmm. as you. Sure, sure. So just to be clear, so I don't coach any agents outside of my team. Um, but I would say, you know, a a lot of agents that I've talked to just in my marketplace across the country, they've bought into the negative news cycle Yeah, and and maybe, maybe the market is down, but what are we doing? And maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but what the market is what the market is. Yeah. Right. So what are we doing as agents to adjust to the new market that we're in as opposed to you know, the, the pandemic unicorn years, right, as you guys have, right. uh, so I currently dubbed them. Yeah. If you, if you haven't read that blog that we published on the Keeping Current Matters blog uh, about the unicorn years, I would highly encourage you to go in and read that. But Chris, you said maybe we're jumping ahead. We're not. So I think you're absolutely right that agents are buying into that. How do you and your team keep from buying into that? Right. Cause that's a, that's a daily battle. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would say, number one, let's turn off the news. Uh, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, you know, pick your poison. Right. I don't think any of those have ever done me wonders or put money into my pocket. Uh, so that's step number one. Uh, step number two, I mean, l- let's not – you can either be a victor or a victim. Yeah. And, and you really have to make that dis- that choice. You know, uh, you have to own, hey, I'm in the market that I'm in, and – if it's going to take more activity to generate the same results, I'm either going to do the more activity or I'm not. Right. But doing doing the same thing is not going to get you the same thing if the market has shifted. Right. No, I think you're right. I think the you were talking about activity. My best Chris Elliott story is that we had Alex, our product leader here in Richmond, yeah. Virginia, spend time with you shadowing you and he came back and he's like chris is an animal and chris makes it happen talk about so so you said hey turn off the news and then work your routine essentially is what i heard 
talk sure. about your routine because that was Alex's perspective. Chris has a phenomenal routine in his business. So I want to kind of back up. Let's walk through your day and walk through your routine uh, that, that sets you up for success in this market. Yeah. So, and shout out to Alex. He told me he ran like a, like a half marathon or something stupid or like an ultra marathon. Right, so right. he's one of, he's one of those. Nuts, it was way too much, those. whatever it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a beast in that respect, but, um, no, I, I mean, my schedule, I'm one of these crazy people that wakes up at four 30 in the morning, uh, not because I like doing it, but just cause that's when I've got three kids. So right. my only opportunity to actually get stuff done with somebody not dragging on my leg is, is early in the morning. Uh, so I get, get up at four 30 in the morning, kind of my work starts and, and you know, eat good food, get a workout in, get the blood flowing, put something good in your brain, listen to a podcast, read a book. Um, you know, get yourself started for the day. That's a, that's a different talk for a different show. Uh, but my workday typically starts around seven 30 in the morning. So I've got a couple folks that I like to role play different conversations with as real estate professionals. We, we talk to people, we deliver information for a living. That's what we do. So it's not a bad idea to practice what yeah. you say and how you say it. Right. Um, so I have that phone call with somebody across uh, another agent across the, the, you know, somewhere else in the country. Uh, that's also my accountability to get myself out of the house by seven 30. You do I that know, every like, day? I, right now I do it two days a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty much out the door by seven 30 in the morning. My office is right down the street. So I'm, I'm in the office by about seven 45. I'm typically on the phones by 8 a.m., uh, because in real estate, a lot of us real estate agents will start our day at like 10, 10, 30. Right. But the rest the rest of the working world, uh, a lot of those folks are up and at them by 8 a.m. So that's when we like to start calling people. Um, now with the team, we do a role play session from 8.30 to 9 with the team, just so the team's getting role play in. Uh, and then I'm staying on the phones till about 11.30 in the morning. 11.30 to 12, it's return of phone calls, text messages, emails, all that stuff. I meet with my administrative staff at, at 12 noon, and then from from 12:15 on, it really just depends on the day. It's either appointments, deal doctoring. Uh, if I don't have appointments to go on in the afternoon, I'm getting back on the phone because my job as a real estate professional is either to be booking appointments or going on appointments. And if I don't have appointments, I need to get back on the phones and generate appointments. <laughs> right. If you're not on an appointment, you're generating an appointment. Yeah, pretty so, much. A couple of questions about that. What is the – so you, let's let's say we were on with your team right now. What is yeah. the number one, number two role play that you want them to really master in this market? What is the question? What is the uh, – is there something that rises to the top of that list to say you better have a good answer for for this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can certainly go into the topical objection handlers of today of interest rates, of low inventory, of this and that. Uh, one interesting uh, thing, David, that I found with my team is a lot of them get into analysis paralysis. So okay. where we're actually handling or hammering uh, right now is the actual buyer consultations and the actual seller consultations. Okay. Because I've found that a lot of folks, if they don't know what they're going to say on an actual appointment, right. they will consciously or subconsciously throttle back from actually booking appointments sure, because they might just be the dog that catches the ice cream truck of, holy crap, 
I've now got this appointment. Right. I have no clue what to say. Right. Um, so that's what we're hammering right now is like, how do we deliver a listing consultation? How do we hold a buyer consultation? What are the typical objections that come up with that? Right. And then from there, we'll layer in like the, the objections of the day. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me just a minute about what is critically important in this market in the buyer consultation. And then after that, I want to talk about the seller consultation. I know you can't cover it all right now, but what is for somebody listening that may feel that, and they may feel like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. And being okay in today's market, is not good enough. How do you go from there to great? Like in your opinion? Yeah. So, um, in my opinion, to really knock it out of the park in the buyer buyer consultation, it's not so much what you say. Okay. It's actually shutting up and listening, right. which is harder than it, it sounds. Um, so I train my team, if you can really listen to a buyer, if you can ask the right questions, if you can slow down to speed up and really hear what they're saying, why they're saying it, and and, and give them that, that confidence that you actually understand what they're looking to achieve – pretty much everything else falls into place because we're in such a busy world. We're in such a, like a narcissistic world with social media and everything where everybody wants to talk. Nobody wants to, to listen. So if right. you can make somebody feel heard, you've already gained that trust. Uh, but then from there for, uh, for, you know, kind of topical to today's market. Um, and in our market, we're, we're still red hot. We're at 0.43 months of live inventory. So we're still in very much a competitive market. I know that's not the case everywhere, yeah. but for us, it's, it's really educating our buyers. This is like, you've heard that it's a seller's market, but let me explain to you the severe. I, I just had an appointment last night and I was like, let me explain the severity of that to you. Right. Like, let me, let me explain to you the degree at which it is a seller's market. And then from there, because they were nervous, they're like, hey, we don't want to sell our home because we're scared we're not going to be able to find something. And I'm sure that's something a lot of us have heard Massive. over the last couple of years. Right. So it, I, I say, hey, let me explain to you what we're seeing that it's taking to win actual bids. You know, most homes are selling anywhere from 5 to 10% over asking price. Most buyers that are actually winning the contracts are waiving the appraisals. And let me share with you what that looks like. And we need to account for that money that might be coming out of your back pocket. And then, you know, most buyers that I'm seeing that are actually winning contracts are um, waiving the home inspection. So what do we do there? Well, we can bring the home inspector with us to the showing. Yes, it's going to run you two to $300 per showing, but there's not too many properties out there that we're seeing. And hey, at the end of the day, this is what's winning contracts. Um, I can tell you, like, I, I, I work the listings on my team, so I'll sell 50 listings a year. We'll get properties where we get five to, to seven offers, but three of them are just completely like they have no, they stand no chance. Right. So what I told them is, hey, a lot of your friends that you're hearing that are having trouble finding a home, it's because whatever agent they're working with hasn't slowed down to educate them in, as far as what we actually need to do to win contracts. Yeah. That's such a powerful perspective to bring somebody because my question for you in doing that is what do you feel like happens to that relationship at the point that you do that? Uh, or is that message like, gosh, we're so grateful for that. We didn't know that. Or we kind of knew that. Like what's the perspective there of that relationship and the client that you're working with once you've had that kind of conversation? 
Yeah, so I, I think two things come to mind. Number one, if they're not committed to the process, especially in this market, I would rather flush that out yeah. in a conversation via Zoom now versus once one of my agents has spent, you know, four Saturdays and missed birthday parties and, and like like lost three offers. Like if, if you're if you're not committed to the process, let, let's go ahead and put that on the table now. Uh, but the second thing I think of is uh, Chris Voss. I saw him yeah. at a conference a while back. He talked about how he established credibility with his hostage negotiation people. Yep. And, you know, he did this exercise where he was like, hey, what would you say to build credibility? And like everybody called on, they were rattling off their statistics and, hey, I've got this credit, you know, accreditation, whatever. And he said, what I used to do is say, hey, here's what we know about Haiti hostage victims. Like, this is the story. This is what. So I think if you can just go into, hey, let me tell you what we're actually seeing that's winning bids, da 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 da. Right. Instantly, consciously or subconsciously, that person recognizes, okay, I'm dealing with a professional that actually knows what they're doing. Right, right. And this is the reality, regardless of what you believe or may not believe about today's real estate market. Now, I want to go back to what you said. Chris Voss, phenomenal uh, uh, communicator resource. They're, I believe, the number one kind of terrorist hostage negotiator for the CIA or whatever it was. Yeah. He wrote a book called Never Split the Difference uh, and a phenomenal book. If you haven't picked that up or haven't read that, highly encourage you to because I think that perspective and Chris Voss's perspective is then you establish credibility, right? And yeah. you establish authority. And and I think sometimes in our business, you know, certainly in today's market, many agents may be fearful of doing that because it may cost them the deal or I may say something that people are, you know, offended by, by lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a phenomenal resource. So talk about your journey from, you know, being a solo agent into the team that you lead right now. Uh, and, and, you know, for the, for the person that is listening that maybe doesn't have a team, and says, hey, I, yep. I, I want to build one. I want to grow one. What do you, what's that journey been like? What coaching do you have for them? Sure. So it's been a long haul. Yeah. Um, I, I'm nine years in the game. If you could see the wrinkles <laughs> on my eyes, uh, that, that is that is part of the process. Um, so no, so I started uh, as a solo agent. Um, um, yeah, I, to, be, to be very honest with you, David, I never wanted to build a team. Um, I didn't want to fuss with it. What did you do before uh, you got into real estate? Sure. So I was in college. I worked for a buddy for about six months, and then fell apart pretty quick. Okay. He had his own IT firm. And then um, I worked for a Verizon wireless retailer. Okay. So I was selling cell phones, uh, which was a ton of fun, limited opportunity, but sure. a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, but so got into real estate, um, didn't want to really build a team for the first four or five years. I just enjoyed selling. I didn't want to lead other people, manage other people. Um, what forced me to build a team was, I, and I hope none of my clients hear this, I didn't want to work with any more buyers. I was just like my personality, I'm kind of, let's let's just make a decision. Right. And that doesn't work well with a lot of buyers. So um, the first thing I did was I hired an administrative assistant which I was scared to death because I was like the first time I had an employee and was responsible for payroll. But I, I would recommend that to any agent, start with the administrative stuff, get okay. that off your plate first. 
Uh, from there, I partnered with another agent in our brokerage, uh, and he was acting as a um, as a showing agent. So I was still working with the buyer clients. I still had the relationship. I still handled the the contracts and negotiation, all that. But he was responsible for showing the properties um, and doing the inspections. That it just bought me my time back. Gotcha. Uh, from there, we hired um, a, a full time buyer's agent who's been phenomenal. And now we're up to, to four agents on the team, uh, five including myself, and you just kind of expand from there. Yeah, yeah. Now, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that, and I appreciate you sharing your journey there. When you um, brought on your first role, your administrative yeah. role, what did you assign that person? So I assigned all of – I think the way you look at leverage is every activity that you do or that has to be done has a dollar – dollar per hour value attached to that, right. whether it's, you know, running the sign out to the property, whether it's, you know, processing the paperwork. And the way to look at it is just what is the lowest dollar per hour stuff and then get that off your plate first. So for me, it was like all of the administrative stuff, entering the listing in the MLS, you know, shuffling the paperwork, all that stuff. If it wasn't generating new business, then I try to get it off my plate as much as possible. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. And really that perspective of, is this helping me to grow my business, generate more business? And, and if it's not, this person's going to handle it. Yeah. Um, let's kind of shift a little bit in our conversation because I want to get your perspective just on your team and the business that you operate and how that's you know working in this market. Um Let's shift it to your – I think you have a very unique ability to be out in the market in a one-to-many format through the market updates that you do and the content that you produce. You know, Selfishly, you use KCM for that. You use it very sure. well. So talk through – really, for somebody listening that says, I want to put great content out in the market – but I'm maybe attempting to do that. What's been your journey and where'd you start to be today where if you're not following Chris Elliott, and he's in Richmond, Virginia, his market updates, think they can find you on Facebook. You can tell everybody where they can find you at. Go check those out because you do a great job um, uh, producing those and getting those out in the market. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so my all my handles on social is Chris Elliott R E, uh, and Elliott's got two L's, two T's. Um, so that I mean that that's all been a journey as well. So I started shooting video in my first apartment, like before my wife and I were even married, in 2013. <laughs> Do we have any of those? And, we can go back and watch. Oh, it's it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, you know, terrible quality. Like I did it on my Android phone, right. which the phones weren't as sharp back in the day. And it was just, I mean, it was terrible. It was awful, but I started and that's yeah. the, the, that's the most important part. So I started, uh, for years I did a once a month market update. They were absolutely terrible. Like, I don't think anybody watched them, but I was, I, I was, I was doing it. I was putting it out. Um, and then uh, I would say what really, where the game really elevated for me was I assigned someone else the task of chopping up and distributing all of the, the marketing. 
you know, when it's as a as a busy agent, when it's all just you, yeah. um, I think it's just it's tough, you know, um, and you can automate this process. You can hand it over to a virtual assistant. There's a lot of options in today. I mean, shoot, chat GBT like that was not a thing until right. just recently. So um, there's so many tools and opportunities to leverage that. So so definitely leverage that. Um, and then from there, I, bring, I brought in a professional videographer, uh, which cost me, you know, 400 five, between four and six hundred dollars a month to, to shoot the videos. Um, and then, you know, uh, shameless plug, uh, KCM was a big helper with that as well, because instead of me trying to curate all of the market data and put that all together, which is, I, I mean, you guys have a team of like 50, 60 right. people that do that. Um, I was able to just piggyback off of the market reports that you guys do and then just kind of spin it to my style, a little local flavor, a little bit of like, this is what I would prefer to talk about. Right. Um, and I think that's such a, I mean, I told you when I visited y'all's office, like you guys don't charge enough for, for the product you put out, but to be able to leverage that, um, I think is an easy task that everybody can be doing. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a nominal cost. The best agents know what's happening nationally and also know what's going on in their local market. At Keeping Current Matters, we help real estate agents become experts. And now we've added something that will change the way you communicate. KCM Local. With KCM Local, you'll now have access to local data, national insights, and powerful visuals all in one place. To be the local expert, visit KeepingCurrentMatters.com. I remember that conversation we had, and we were talking about how you use the monthly market report that we publish on the 10th of every month about what's happening in the business. Um, and, and I, and I want to kind of, I want you to kind of break that down because I think you've condensed your recording into one day. I may be wrong about that, but kind of, kind of yep. walk through that. Okay. We produce a market report. You see that, and I don't want to spoil it, but you sort of say, this is what I want to use. Walk through that process. Cause when I heard you, when we talked about it, I'm like, that's phenomenal because what happens at KCM is we produce content, we produce resources, insights, all the things that we do. And then we have people like you out in the market that produce something that's different. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yep. So walk yep. through that, that, that sort of process that you use once the monthly market report is published and then you take it and go, Hey, we're going to create our own unique piece of content around it. Sure. Sure. So the first thing that I do, uh, that's been super helpful for me is I book on the first of every month. I book a appointment with my videographer for typically the 14th or the 15th of the month. Okay. So, so you guys put out your stuff on the 10th, right? I talked to Alex. I was like, man, if you guys can get it on the fifth, that'd be awesome. (laughs) But you've got the best in there. So I think, uh, it's, it's a good call. Yeah. So you guys put your stuff out on the 10th. I've got that appointment on the 14th, 15th. I've got a crazy busy schedule, but I know like, man, I've got four days to, to, to squeeze this in. Right. So I'm giving myself a deadline of, I've got to get it done by this day. And I think that's an important part of it. Um, from there, you guys put out your market report on the 10th. I'm going to first watch that, which is anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, depending on the month. I'm going to take a bunch of notes. I'm just, I'm learning. I want to know what you guys are talking about. I want to, you know, get those bullet points, right? Once I've got my outline, I'm then going to look through that outline and I'm going to think about, okay, what do I want to talk about? 
of of the several different topics that you guys talk about in any given month, what do I think is relevant based on the conversations I'm having, what's applicable to my market? And then I'm going to basically rewrite a market update outline for my specific market. From there, I'm going to go, you know, if you guys are saying, hey, inventory is down, I'm going to go look at the market stats in my market. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I know you guys have a new cool product. Yeah, yeah. You can um, talk about it. Well, I'll talk about it as well. But Yeah. Uh, we, I, I don't know a ton about it other than um, you guys are basically doing more of the legwork, which is even cooler. Right. Uh, but what I used to do historically was I would look at, okay, here's the talking points from KCM. Let me go see how that compares to my local market. And I would pull those stats. And then I'm basically unveloping this outline. As I'm doing the outline, I am thinking through, okay, of the slides that you guys use, which is a separate thing that you can download from KCM, which one of those slides do I want to show up as I'm talking? And I'll just make a little note in that Google Doc for my videographer of, hey, when I say this, I want you to show this graphic. Right, right. a little and cue kind of deal. Yep. Um, and then same thing with like if I'm weaving in the market stats from my personal market, I'll download that file and say, hey, you know, have this populate when I say this. Um, so I'm, I'm creating that market update uh, video. And then from there, I'm, so that's a long form, probably 10 to 13 minute video when it's all said and done. From there, I'm going to siphon off three to four, two to three minute videos. Okay. So maybe it's a topic that I brush on in the market update that I want to expand upon, or maybe it's something that didn't make the cut for the market update, but I still want to talk about, or maybe it's just a question that I, I'm getting a lot right now of like, you know, what about higher interest rates? And right. I'm going to talk about that. So I'm going to write out two to or three to four, you know, shorter videos. So I've got four to five videos that I'm going to shoot. I'm going to sit down with my videographer. We've got to condense to about an hour and a half where I'm just going to bang out those videos, you know, five of them in a row. I'm going to shoot those. So now I've got five kind of longer form videos. I'm also going to ask my videographer, hey, of this, I need you to pull me out 10 little short reel clips, 60 seconds or less. So I'm not having to like recreate right. those. Of what you've he's already just, shot. Yeah. He's just extracting those. So now when I'm all done, I've spent two hours with my videographer. I've probably spent two to three hours writing the material and then another two hours filming. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into this for five hours. I've got a market update video. I've got three to four longer form videos. I've got 10 little shorts. I send them over to my marketing gal. She writes all the copy. She writes the headline. She does the posting and I'm out of it and I'm done for the next month. That's awesome. I appreciate you breaking that down. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a masterclass in how to create content market update videos five hours a month and get everything you need. Now I want to, yep. I want to go back and, and I think the biggest thing that you said from a professional standpoint in treating the business as a professional is make an appointment with yourself. You know, so we published out on the 10th and we'll see if Alex can get it out a little bit earlier, but, but make that appointment on the 14th, 15th, 16th, whatever that time frame is based on the weekend and all that, when things are published and get it out there. Now, the thing that I think is phenomenal that you have done and we're what we're about to release at KCM is KCM Local, which sure. is we, you know, take 
a macro view of the U.S. market, and that's critical, you know, critically important because that's the way the consumer is educated. And yep. then, you know, now we're going to bring the same perspective based on the market that you want to record for. Maybe that's based on the market area, which would they would call like the CBSA, which Richmond would be a CBSA, you know, a market area, Dallas, Chicago, whatever the, the city is. Or you can define it by zip code and bring in uh, all the relevant pieces from a trending standpoint. So let me give you an example. You talked about how our market is unique and different here in Richmond, Virginia, and there are a lot of reasons for that. We're not too far from D.C., and we get some of the influence there. And um, But what you can say is, hey, here's what's happening nationally, but let me show you what's going on. Let me give you my local perspective and expertise. And I think the agent in today's market that leverages – their local expertise combined with a national fluency, I understand what's going on, is the winning combination in creating those videos. And you're doing that prior to us releasing that product. So it's it's neat to have this conversation now. And, and I appreciate yep. you breaking that down. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so cool that you guys are connecting those dots. Because I remember uh, I talked with you guys, I think it was six months ago. And I was like, hey, because you guys were asking, hey, how can we make your life easier? I was like, I think that's the only thing. Right. Uh, and you're like, well, let me show you what we're actually working on. <laughs> right. Uh, so pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've spent this year going around the country, Tom Ferry and I going through his roadmap tour talking about, okay, here's what's happening nationally. Here's what's happening in your market and giving people those resources. And over the next 12 to 18 months, we'll continue to release more and more uh, products that will be, you know, put put sort of the the, the keys in your pocket, in your hand to drive your local market perspective and, and bring the insights yeah. in there. So um, phenomenal there. Anything else on content that we missed that you want to talk about? I would say the only other thing that I would share is, uh, you know, I was one of those people that resisted content for a little while because I didn't see myself as like the bikini clad girl or I wasn't the, the dancing bear, you know, right. you're never going to see me on like a trending, I shouldn't say never, but uh, you, you won't see me on the trending stuff. I'm more of the little bit more serious, a little bit more conservative, a little bit more data driven. But I, I think there's also a place, uh, neither of them are wrong. Um, I think there's absolutely a place for, hey, I'm not going to be the most trending, but when somebody gets into the mindset of I'm thinking about buying or selling and I want actual data, right. um, you know, that, that, that personality style still works very well yeah. um, from a content perspective. What was it that – because I think what you're saying is real, number one. I appreciate you sharing it. But yeah. number two, I think it's how most people feel in our business. You know, Most yeah. people didn't get into real estate to start making videos. It became something that you had to become competent at to get the message out there. So what for you changed to get you in a point where you're like, okay, I can, I can do this? Yeah. So I think it was going to Tom Ferry events where, you know, he just hammers that on you right. religiously, uh, video, video, video. Uh, but I think the one thing that um, kind of really connected the dots for me was, and I don't know if it was Tom or if it was Jason Pantana that really said like, hey, people buy from people they know, like, and trust, yeah. right? And video is the only way that you can get somebody to know, like, and trust you before you, number one, before you meet them. Right. And number two, at scale. Right. Like I can build relationships at scale from video. 
Um, and, and there's very few mediums that you can actually do that, and very few that are available to the general public. So it's such a it's such a a, a leverage piece of building those relationships at scale, getting people, allowing people to experience what you're like before you meet them. And I can give you so yeah. many stories about that, but it's to the point now where if I'm like looking, we're looking at putting a deck on the back of our house. There's not a single contractor in Richmond that I found where I can go and look at their YouTube channel. And I'm like, man, that's a huge missed right, opportunity right. because I want to know who I'm going to prospectively be working with. And if I can't experience you on video, then I've just, I'm working off of recommendations and how was the meeting at the house? And it's, it's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you build rapport before you even show up. That's yeah. how I would articulate that. Do you find too, that people, you kind of meet people and they're like, man, we've seen your videos. So I, I would love to say I have that much reach. I, I don't have that much reach, but I will say I, I noticed a distinct difference when we started an email newsletter and we were repurposing the content okay. to our entire database. So when I start calling and following up, I've just noticed like they take my calls more often. Mm. The conversations are different. Like I've just, I've set up a different level of authority and, and re respect of like, oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about, yeah. right? Or I, I'll, like, I'll notice if, if um, one of our processes is, is um, if I'm sending an appointment with you to go chat about the sale of your home, I'm going to text you a link with a series of videos that you can check out before we get together. Right. And I, I notice the ones where they actually watch the videos. Like we sit down and there, it's no longer the interrogation process. Mm. It now becomes more of, hey, Chris, what do we have to do? Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the appointments won before you show up, yeah, yeah. Um, in my opinion. No, and that's what I'm, I'm saying is you record that video and people consume it and they see that they become more comfortable in that scenario in, in that yeah. with you. Now, I, I want to say something. I, I'm fast. I, I want to hear your response. Your, you can agree with this. You can disagree with this. My opinion of video. Disagree. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. My opinion of video is the only way you get better at it is by doing it. 1,000%. The only way you get better, and if you're not, we, we joked about your first videos, I'll look at the same as of mine. If you're not able to look back a year, two years, five years from now and almost laugh at what you started doing, yeah. I wouldn't say you're doing it right. You know, that ability to get better at it and produce it. And maybe that's a, maybe I'm, you know, going too far down the road on that, but I think getting started is the, the biggest piece of, of being able to do what you do. Yeah. I, I mean, whether it's video, whether it's uh, calling, whether it's, pre you know, presentations, whatever I tell my team, like, Hey, when you start, you're really going to suck. But, but that's cool because if you keep going at it, you're going to go from really suck to you kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually you graduate to your so, so, and then eventually you get to not bad and then you get to good. But it's unreasonable for you to be good at something when you first start it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it'd be unreasonable to go to the gym one time and be like, man, I had a really good workout, but I didn't lose 20 pounds, right? right? Like, nobody thinks that. But you got to do it enough to where it's unreasonable for you not to be good. Like, you and I have, have shot enough videos where if we still sucked, like – there'd be something wrong, but we've done it enough times where it's unreasonable that we haven't progressed. Sure. I, I think you're absolutely right. And oh, by the way, I would add this to that point. The only person who notices the majority of that stuff is you. Yeah. 
People aren't yeah. looking for that. They're not looking. They, they care about themselves, and and we're we're our harshest critics. So here's you know you're doing a lot of things. You've got a routine. You treat your business as a business, very professionally. You're data driven. How do you do all of that on the days that you don't want to do it? Uh, yeah, it was funny. Uh, Shannon uh, prepping me for this podcast um, asked that question. So two things there. Um, I would say, number one, before we – everybody says, hey, you got to treat this like a business. Before we treat a business, let's treat it like a job. Yeah. You know, if you have a job and you – I don't know how you guys do things at KCM, but I would imagine whether you feel like showing up or or not at work, (laughs) like you probably have to show up. You probably have to do what you're supposed to do. You probably got to follow a schedule. So let's just start there, right? Like let's just do the job of real estate sales. Uh, but number two, I mean, that's the difference between professionals and, and hobbyists, yeah. you know, hobbyists, they do what they want. I, I am a golf hobbyist. Like I like to play golf when the sun is shining, when I've got the time, when other things aren't going on, but it's not a job. Like I'm not, I'm not out there six, seven days a week, but like it, it's, it's, th- that is the difference between the, the winners and the losers, especially in this market is if you can't figure out how to do what you need to do when you need to do it, um, it's going to be a rough, you're going to have a rough go of it. Yeah. 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 How do you, how do you transfer that energy to your team? Yeah. So I, I think, so a couple of like tools, um, number one, and you can't see it in here, but okay. like right to the immediately to the left of me is my vision board. Okay. So that's all my goals, everything I'm looking to accomplish, you know, trips we're looking to go on, upgrades we're looking to make to the house, things we want to buy, promises I've made to my family, okay. right? Um, so that's that. I've got my numbers on this whiteboard behind there. So like all the numbers that I want to hit. Um, and, and then the other conversation, you know, Steve Harney, it reintroduced the concept of your family name a lot yeah. in the last, and, and I thought that was, an, yeah. yeah. And, and that got me thinking of like, what do we want to be known for? Mm. What do we want to be known as? Do we, do we want our kids looking up at us as like the kind of people that just give up when it gets a little tough? Yeah. Or do we want to be thought of like, Hey, mom, dad, they went out, they laid it all on the table. They did what they were supposed to do. Like it's such a phenomenal opportunity that we have in front of us in this industry. I think a lot of our ancestors would have killed sure. for the opportunities that we have. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just take advantage. What's the Chris Elliott team want to be known for? Um, we are professionals. We do the right thing. Um, we get after it. We're disciplined. Um, we're ethical. And we've got big goals and dreams that we relentlessly pursue. And I love that. It's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, Chris, it's it's awesome to have you on and to get a chance to spend more time together. We get a chance or have had the chance to spend time because we're in the same uh, city. You do a phenomenal job with content. But as we kind of wrap up here, the agent that's listening that says, I want to produce content the way Chris does, and I think there are a lot that want to, right, Pr- produce my own market reports, my unique content, get my brand out there. What do you say to them today is one thing they can do to get started on that path? So I'm going to give you two or three things. Okay. Sign sign up for KCM. All right. Get 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 like just start with the base membership. Just get your feet wet. Make an appointment with yourself to shoot your first market update video, and make a bet with somebody that hey, if I don't do this, I owe you make it 100 real. bucks. Yeah. Make 
put put your put your butt on the line. Watch the market update. Write an outline. Get in front of a, a of your phone and shoot it and put it out. Yeah. It's not going to be good, but you're going to do it, and you're going to be that much further ahead than most of the the agents in your marketplace. Great advice to get started. That's that's what you can do right now to get started to putting out your own market update in your city. So, Chris, I'm grateful for the time. I'm grateful for you and your support of what we do at KCM. It means the world. And uh, thanks for, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for tuning in to How's the Market. At Keeping Current Matters, we believe that everyone should feel confident when buying or selling a home. And this podcast is one part of our larger vision to change the way real estate professionals educate and serve their clients. So if you're looking for more resources to help you grow your business and stand out, visit keepingcurrentmatters.com. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If you love our podcast, please share it with someone that you know could benefit from it. So here's to your success and I'll see you next time.